This is Rolling Rocks Radio with Jerry Armentrout, Cody Carter, and Scott Barker. Welcome to another edition of Rolling Rocks Radio, the podcast where we talk about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, mixed martial arts, and anything else we find entertaining. He's Jerry Armentrout. Oi! I'm Scott Barker. Welcome to today's show. So, Jerry, I want to say we had some fights last night, but did we really have some fights last night? Because... That card was not, I mean, they're all fighters, so they're all out there doing a hard thing. Yeah. But, man, that was just, I know it was a fight night, but that was just kind of disappointing all the way around. Like we were just talking about before we went live. I forgot, it was so bad, I missed them because I didn't realize it was a 4 o'clock card. I flipped over thinking I was going to catch the start of the prelims, and it was already getting ready to finish up. It's like, wow, okay. And I mean, even social media wasn't hitting me up with like, so-and-so just defeated this one. It was, just, so, it I was mean, quiet last yeah, night it was on the socials. Quiet, yeah, it was a quiet thing. It's just like, I mean, I got to see uh, Cubs Swanson get stopped with you know his, his retirement fight with leg kicks. And there wasn't even a whole lot about that like, yeah. on the social medias, right? Because Cub is, I mean, Cub's a favorite, you know, yeah. is one of my favorite fighters from back in the day and he was starting to make you know a little bit of a comeback and i mean you really didn't see anything about him fighting on this no it was just like uh you saw more about alex grasso fighting yeah than than him and it's just like okay well you know well and and you mentioned last week or week before last that we were going to have some stuff to talk about Um, on this show because we had some fights and you and I were both thinking it, it was, was 280 because that's what they've been pushing so much is just like they're pushing 280 which is you know it's a yeah, big legit. big event but it's just like I for, almost forgot about the fights being on I went to flip over and I was like oops missed it I was like okay well Damn. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was, and let's also talk, just talk about the uh, the timing, right? Because yeah. we've kind of, we've, we've complained a little bit in the past yeah. about the West Coast times and, yeah. you know, they're starting, ba- basically main, main card starts at like 10 or 11 o'clock. And, yeah. you know, when you, you want to get up early to go train or you've got to work, you know, Sunday morning, or if or if it's a you know, the oddball Sunday fight, yeah. right? You, that wraps up at you know one in the morning, one one thirty in the morning. Well, with the early cards, prelims start at four. Yeah, and you know it's like well, on, I don't know about you know most everybody else, but uh, Jerry and I have stuff to do on Saturday. Yeah, you know, trying to trying to keep up with life, and it's like man, I can't I can't catch those fights. You would think there would be some kind of easy medium. Right between, you know, early prelims being on, you and know, if, and four and, or, or yeah, I mean seven or you know? at least, uh, you know, maybe give us a better push a little bit more that yeah, it is an early fight because it's, like I said, I didn't even know it was coming on at four o'clock till I'd already missed them. Yeah, that's the yeah that's the trick because I was thinking the exact same thing. I was. Um, you know, I was I was excited about maybe getting to see some fights this weekend. Now that you know, I've joined the rest of the civilized world yeah. and have ESPN mm-hmm. Plus. But then it was like, oh man, it's a it's a four p.m. show, and that's you know that that's a little different. That's 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 hard to to hit on a weekend. You yeah. know, when you got other stuff going on. I mean, I've got other stuff. I got you know family requirements and different things and yeah it's like wow and then you know you're competing i'm i am surprised because espn's competing with college football right now yeah it's like you know unless that's why they put it on at four because they're just like eh, no one's gonna watch it anyway the <laughs> well, casual fans aren't gonna watch it anyway so there's no point yeah i mean really there was not there was really nothing on that yeah on that that card that was that interesting that yeah that made me remember what time it was coming on yeah exactly so i mean it's nothing against any of the fighters i mean that's that's not what we're saying it's just like it's more of a thing against ufc because they didn't put it out there enough so that we knew when it was coming to watch these fights because i like cup swanson it would have been a good fight i like alex grasso she won and there's i like watching especially the newer uh 
fighters come, you know, coming in, coming up, especially on these fight nights. But it's just they did not do a good job. And I thought the prelims started at seven. Yeah. And fights were just about over. So I mean, you had the the Neil Magny fight got canceled. Yeah. Against Daniel Rodriguez, the Ascar Askarov got canceled. Got canceled. He had, uh, uh, that one was messed up because uh, he missed weight. So they uh, they were offered a catch weight, and he said no. So he just ref, you know kind of just gave up, I guess, because he wouldn't even take a catch weight fight. Well, I didn't agree to the catch weight. I mean, to be fair, with you know, with everything that's gone down with catch weight, you know, yeah. would you would anybody really? But he, but the other guy made weight. No, that's so true. he was be the, be the one to giving up the weight, and his opponent who made weight or would have made weight was uh, he said one. I think he was two pounds over that morning, so he had a you know before weigh-ins or something, or you know, he's getting ready to finish the last two pounds and basically a pound. He had to cut a pound. And he he agreed. He said, "Yeah, I'll do a catch weight." And then I scoff said, "No." So it was kind of weird because it's like, "Yeah, I'll take it." Because the other guys done cut weight. They only had one more pound basically to to cut off, and then you know, so it would have been a more of a detriment to him. Yeah, there's true. Yeah, there's something to it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's possible Askoff got sick. That's why he couldn't make weight. And instead of saying, "Oh yeah, he's you know," putting that out there, that was medical. You know, make people. Speculate. They just like now. Nah, we're just gonna say no. Yeah, the medical thing was kind of strange. Um, anyway, yeah. so yeah, that was that was a little weird. Yeah. Um, so it's just it. They just didn't do enough good enough of a job advertising it. I mean, you have social media. You just signed a deal with Facebook. You can't get it out there. Yeah. Right. I guess they're too worried about their. Uh, VR experience. Yeah. You had Sam Hughes fighting uh, Pereira Rodriguez. That could have, that, you know, would have been a good fight. Um, Sam fought Elsie Reed um, back in May and won yeah. that won, won that fight. She was on a two-fight streak. Um, I mean, there was some... Yeah, there's some young up-and-comers. Yeah, so I'm saying was, I like watching some of these people fight because you, you start seeing, you know, maybe someone's going to make a push in their weight because... Right now, we were talking about it while we were uh, working today. Uh, that right now, some of these the weight classes, is you got your top two or three, and that's it. And there's yeah. a huge disparity just, from the top two or three down. Yeah. So some of these younger people, you start looking at them like, okay, that, you know, give that person another year, and they might be challenging because right now, some a couple of these Once, weight classes, there's nobody. One seventy. Yeah. You know, we were talking about it. There's there's Camaro who. Yeah. I still think is yeah heads and shoulders above heads and shoulders above. Then you got Colby, yeah, and then you've got Edwards. Edwards. Then you've got yeah, and Edwards is in there with like an asterisk, kind of floating around. You know, I mean, yes, he's he's a champion. He's the champ, and he won. I mean, he won legitimately. He won. Yes, he was. You know, and I mean that's why you have fights because he was getting basically he was losing on points. He would have lost that fight, but he got to hit kick, and I mean that's That's, what's the difference. I mean that's the that is Edwards the did not definition. Give up. No, he did, and that's the definition of a puncher's chance, yep. right? I mean, you see something, yeah. he sees something four rounds in and can capitalize yep. on it. Um, you had the Hafiel Sunsal Victor Henry fight. And I think Victor Henry is vying for the title. He's trying to take the best hair title away from Clay Guida yeah. because he's got the same, same yeah. flowing mane. I was, I was like, wait, is that Clay Guida? Was was he doing fighting half y'all sons? Oh, wait, it's Victor Henry. Yeah, and then, yeah, they had a, uh, Michael Jackson uh, Jackson delivered, I think, a knee knockout that was just, like, brutal. I think he caught a guy with a, with a, with a knee and put his opponent unconscious. Uh, that was, I think, in the early prelims. I think it kicked off the fights I only saw that on social media because again I didn't see nothing oh Mike Jackson Mike yeah Hill. Rodriguez yeah, yeah Rodriguez knocked him out with yeah, the with knee yeah, with the knee and it was just like uh, I didn't didn't even see that until that's why I flipped over I was like oh I'm missing the prelims and then we'll flip over and it's already pretty much the main card's almost done it's like wow yeah okay that's that's a little 
that's a little uh, disappointing. And I don't. And so your main event was you know a women's women's bantamweight, which is cool. And they could have capitalized because last night you also had Calirista Shields, you know one of the, the goat yeah. of women's boxing. You had Ashley Bumgardner, you know, also women's boxing. You had those two were fighting for unified titles and both won. So you had these, they could, UFC could have tagged onto that, you know, uh, women's, you know, a, a night in women's fighting combat sports. And they didn't. It was, it was piss poor management. Yeah, it was it was very poorly it, it was poorly publicized. That's yeah, because Calista sure. Shields got revenge and and, went, and she unified her titles, and so did Baumgartner. She, mm-hmm. she, you know, these are some tough by by unanimous yeah. decision. Yeah, but I mean, tough fights, and I think oh, yeah. I think it was Calista uh, uh, Shields got revenge because I think she lost to lost in the PFL to her opponent, who then she this was just a pure boxing match though. I think she lost. I think this is the woman, the woman who beat her in the PFL. Savannah Marshall. Yeah, I think she beat her in the PFL. Let's and then she got revenge and took her titles. So they unified the titles. I think. Um, no, because Clarissa Shields has only had two MMA fights, and one was against Abigail Montez, okay. and the other one was Brittany Elkin. Okay, then she beat her in the boxing ring. Oh, that's a little. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Wrong, but yeah, Clarissa Shields won. Actually, Bummer Gardner won, which is awesome. But that's what I understand is like you had Alex Grasso, who's a really good women's bantamweight fighter, mm-hmm. and they didn't like push that yeah. at all. And it got like I said, this this fight got lost in that. You also had Deontay Wilder fighting last night. He got a knockout. Uh, he knocked out his opponent. But again, the guy he was fighting, I'm not. I don't think I've even ever really heard of. So it's not. That big of a fight, I guess. Yeah. I guess it's a warm-up fight. Get get his head back in the game after losing to Tyson Fury. Grasso's had Grasso's had that that kind of luck that Miranda Mavericks had. Yeah. We'll talk about her in a minute because yeah. she defeated uh, Vivian uh, Arjulo last night. Her first fight with Ar- with Arjulo, which was supposed to be in August, was canceled. Mm-hmm. She defeated. Uh, Joanne Wood mm-hmm. in March. Which was a, that's a tough fight. Yeah, that is a tough fight. She was supposed to fight Vivian Arulo originally in January, and that one got canceled. So she's, you know, she defeated Macy Barber in 2021. Uh, she was supposed to have, uh, she fought against a, Ji Young Kim in 2020 and had two other fights. She's supposed to fight Claudia Gadea, and that one got canceled in 2020. And then her fight with uh, Ji Young Kim got canceled. I mean, she's just yeah. Some of these, some of these ladies just cannot catch a break yeah. when it comes to their their schedule. Yeah, and, and actually being able fight to keep just fight. gets canceled. Yeah, yeah. It gets canceled, and then you get you know ring rust, and people forget who you are. They forget your name. Forget you're even in there. We you ain't fought in a minute. Well, yeah, in 2020, I mean, that's the that was the the the, the height of the the stupid, and yeah. you know those those poor folks were scratching and clawing yeah. trying to figure out how to how yeah. to stay alive, and yeah. she gets two canceled fights that year. I mean, yeah. that's just nuts. Yeah. Um, so yeah, before we go on to two to the preview of 280. Um, Two two fighters, two of our favorites. We want to we want to pass off congratulations to obviously Miranda Maverick. If anybody yep. follows her on social media, she got married uh, this last week. So congratulations yeah, to her. Congratulations. And then Roxanne Modafferi should is, be getting married this morning. Should be getting married this morning. So congratulations to Roxy. Yep. Um, if it, nobody is following Roxy's Instagram to see it's her hilarious. to see her new wife training videos and her her wifey workouts, you, you guys yeah. need to check that out because yeah, she may, it's, it is funny. It is it's hilarious. Yep. And then uh, also shout out to Phil Dunlap. Yep. Phil is a, a, a local guy in the Lexington area. Um, he trains at another gym, but he's come to visit us a couple of times. Yeah. He had um, he had a match uh, with Philip Howells uh, last night at Combat Sports Coverage, and uh, 
you know, Howes is an active yeah. um, UFC fighter. Um, this was grappling only, submission, you know, submission only, uh, but in Miami, Florida of all places. But um, Phil and Phil went at it, and uh, it was a good fight. Um, Phil Dunlap, you know, didn't come out on the winning end, but you know what? He looks damn good, and, and I think he, uh, this, the ring guys were, or the, the mat side commentators were giving him a hard time about how, how old he was. Yeah. Dude's 60 years old, and he's out there. Yeah doing the thing and, and you know putting it on the mat and anybody who uh, is not familiar with Phil he is legit I mean he's a he's a Lethway fighter he's a black belt in Brazilian yep. jiu-jitsu he used to have his own fight team out in Las Vegas he had, mm-hmm. he had white rhino um, white rhino combat out there and now he's um, he's up in uh, the the Lexington area and uh, like I said he's come by here uh, once or yeah. twice and we've had a chance to meet Phil Phil's a cool guy so you know, congratulations to Phil for yeah, getting out getting there and doing it. the I mean, thing, after and and that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So you know, good on him, and we hope to see more from him here in the future. Yeah. Uh, but so next week, Jerry, we have probably one of the stackedest cards yeah. we've had in a long time, and 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 they have like big implications moving forwards. Yes, I mean this is that's what this this is, man. This is a huge card because. What happens after these fights it becomes a big deal. Yeah. So starting on the undercard, we've already got three fights that have been canceled. Yeah. The uh, some, and I'm going to butcher this poor guy's name. So my apologies. The uh, Shamil Abdurak. I'm I'm sorry, dude. I can't yeah. even do this one. Shamil versus uh, Jelton Almeida has been canceled. The the Magomed Mustafez. Yeah. Uh, fight versus uh, Jamie Malarkey has been canceled, and the uh, the uh, Marina Rodriguez versus Amanda Lemos fight has been canceled. That one I'm actually kind of bummed about because I was really uh, they, they looks like they switched over Carol Carol Rosa. It's going to fight Landsberg now. Really? That's what they have right now on their on their page. It's Carol Rosa from Brazil fighting Lena Landsberg. Yep, you're right. To kick off the to, that's that's the kickoff. Yeah, so that one will be good. Um, you've got Mohamed Mokev versus yeah. Malcolm Gordon, um, Armenian Petrosian, uh, which or Armin yeah. Petrosian, which that'll be a good fight against AJ Dobson. Uh, you've got uh, Abu Bakar Nurgam. Nurmagomedov. Nurmagomedov, jeez, versus uh, Gadzi. Uh, we we oh. just gonna call you Omar Gadziev. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, apologize. We're gonna, we're gonna go with Gadzi. Oh, sorry, big man. Um, you got Magomed Musta yeah. Musta Mustafez. Apparently, he got rebooked against um, Yamato. Nishikawa, so that'll be an interesting fight. Nishikawa's coming in with a hell of a record, yeah. but um, no picture on the internet. He's 21, yeah. 3, and 6. Then at Featherweight, I mean, this is the, this undercard yeah, I mean, is fuck, is crazy. I mean, yeah, you got Volkan Ozemir. Yes, on the Nikita undercard. Krulov on the undercard. And then you've got Bilal Muhammad being yeah. the, the first, main... Versus Sean Brady. Yeah. I mean, that right there, that, that is... That should be a main card the, yeah, fight. That, yeah, when that's your that's your main event for your prelims, should give you an idea. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb right now. I'm taking Bilal Muhammad. I like Bilal Muhammad. I really think Bilal Muhammad should hopefully maybe get a shot at the title later this year. But right now, the top... In that division, the welterweights, man, it's it's murderer's row, man. Well, welterweight yeah. is just mm, all of them actually, but that one's not. Yeah, and, and the thing about Bilal versus Brady is the thing with Bilal is he usually comes in at a little bit of a height disadvantage and yeah. a little bit of a reach but disadvantage. The, but he just puts it on you. He gets inside and just. Works you. Yeah, but the interesting thing is Brady's the same height. Yeah, Actually, yeah. an inch shorter. He's yeah. so Bilal's five nine. Now I didn't know Bilal's five nine. Yeah, I dude, had him. Yeah, no, I had him pegged for taller than that. Well, that's five nine on a piece of paper. So you, yeah, you right. get him in there, he might be like five seven, five eight. Yeah, I'm five nine. <laughs> well, Sean Brady five, says nine. he's five eight. Does that mean he's five five? Probably. Um, but they they both have a seventy two inch reach, yeah. and they're both coming in at one seventy five. So it'll be interesting to see how Bilal does with somebody whose reach is commensurate to mm-hmm. his. 
because he's usually facing guys that are a little bit this, taller and have this a reach is, I, Like I said, I'm a fan of Bilal Muhammad, so I'm going to lean his way, but Sean Brady's no joke, man. This is, yeah. I mean, none of the guys on the undercard are, are yeah. you know, that. I mean, that's nothing to sneeze yeah, Volk, at. Yeah, Volkan Ozdemir was one time a title chance. Yeah, he made a and, run for it. And he's on the prelims now. Which and he's, is, yeah, he's not even the headliner. No, he's, 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 he's know, kind of buried down yeah, there. Yeah, he's kind of in the middle he's, of the pack. Yeah, he's third down. I mean, but yeah. God, that's – I mean, what we've got, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, mm-hmm. nine, nine undercard fights. Yep. And all of them are, are going to be good fight, And they will have – and you know, Jerry mentioned that these are – that the fights on this card are going to have ramifications throughout the rankings. Yeah. That doesn't just go for the main card. That goes for the undercard as well yeah. because these the, those fights are going to start, especially the, I think the Bilal Muhammad fight mm-hmm. is really going to suss out You know what we talked about a few minutes ago with 170. Yeah. The upper level being, you know, kind of stagnant. Yeah, because Bilal Muhammad. I mean, who? who does he, I mean, he said he'll fight Chimaev. He'll mm-hmm. fight Kobe Covington. I mean, he'll fight Leon Edwards. I mean, Chimaev and, and Muhammad were were jawing at yeah. each other a little bit. Yeah, Bilal's Bilal's not not afraid. I mean, and I give him. He wants to fight. That's gonna and Sean Brady's quietly, you know, getting up there. I mean, that's a big fight for both of these guys. Yep. I mean, then you you know your curtain puller for the main card is. Kaylin Kagan versus Manan uh, Manan Farat. I mean, right. There. So again, you know, number one flyweight versus number seven. Yeah, that's going to be. I mean, Kagan is just. I mean, it's awesome that she's taking a fight with someone that much lower than her, being the number one contender for the title. Because if you lose, you're you're basically out of the title contention more than likely. Yeah. At least for a while. Well, and that's. That really is going to play. Yeah. It's that's mm-hmm. really going to make its face known here a little yeah. bit higher in the main card. Yeah. But then, then you got yeah, Benny Dariush versus um, Gamrut, which is not an easy fight. New no. number six versus number nine again. These guys trying to get 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 up in their lightweight, get back in the top top three, top four. To, you know, get that next title shot maybe. Yep. And you got this fight. This this is this the is, one that could shake up. Everything. Peter Yan versus Sean O'Malley. I give Sugar Shane, Sugar Shane, all the credit in the world taking this fight. Peter Yan too, because he's fighting a yeah. guy who's ranked number twelve, and you're number one. Yeah, he's got Peter Yan's got nothing, nothing to, to gain. Yep. In Winning, this fight. he yeah, you, you should win. He's number twelve. If you lose, well, you're not going to be the guy who's fighting the winner of, of the next fight. fight. Up. Yeah, because yeah, you're. Because Jan is just trying to stay busy, and he's fighting on the same card. And he's like, yep, want to fight. And Sugar Shane, man, this is a huge – everyone's like, oh, he's been fighting cans. And he's – come on, man, he fought Cheeto Vera, who at the time most people had written off, and then now look at Cheeto Vera. Yeah. I mean, you know, Cheeto Vera is moving right along. But right now, stylistically, I would, I would say Peter Jan should be, be the favorite – and I mean, betting odds, he is I mean, minus three hundred five, but not but you know he's minus three hundred five. Sugar Shane is plus two fifty five, which is really not that. It's almost fifty fifty. I mean, it's it's pretty. It's, it's not bad odds, but almost even. Yeah. But this if O'Malley pulls this off, I mean, because he fights, he's aggressive, yeah. he's a good striker, but Jan's a great grappler. So does he take? Does he try to take Sugar Shane down? I mean, we'll see what happens. But that's a big fight for both these guys. It's a dangerous fight for for Jan. Probably Jan more than anything. If Sugar Shane loses, hey man, you lost the number one contender, former champion. This is not really going to hurt him that much, but it could knock Peter Jan out of contention. This is one of the things where if Peter Jan loses, he loses everything. And if O'Malley wins, he wins everything. He can say, look at this, I knocked out the former champ, number one contender, I deserve the next shot. I mean, as as fictitious as the rankings yeah. can be, sometimes. I mean, this if yeah. O'Malley gets this win, he moves into the top ten. Yeah, he probably right. moves in the top five. Because yeah, he, I would espe- think so. especially if he, I mean, he's number twelve now. Especially if he gets a dominant victory, like if he starches him, yeah. he knocks out Peter Jan or something, dude, you're, you're, he's probably top five. 
Well, and, and the, the, the trajectory is, right, if you get a win over a former champion, that means you get yeah. a title shot, right? It's kind of MMA yeah. math. It's kind yeah. of the unspoken rule, right? But and he's young. He's flamboyant. He's, you know, kind of like a McGregor light, you know, and some of the way he talks and some of the way he acts. He's tattooed. He's un- unabashed, you know. Crazy hair. Things he does. So, I mean, it's it's a big fight. And it's, I, give, I give Sugar... And all the all, all props, man, because he took a tough fight. Everyone's been talking trash about him fighting nobodies, and here he is fighting a tough guy. Well, and, and again, Peter Yan, man, that's it's dangerous. You know, we we talked two shows ago that yeah. that Sean was seemed like he was happy to be, yeah. you know, in that that non ranked, you know, or the the sub the sub top ten, you know, around there doing his thing, wanting to make, you know try to figure out how to get his way up. Well, he certainly figured it out because this then, is not going to be – this is no joke. And then the fight after that, I mean, this this fight is going to – Leads directly, directly into – The Bantamweight title between AJ, you know, Dillashaw and, and Sterling. Sterling. Yeah. And, man, I don't know, man. If Dillashaw doesn't piss bad, I mean, he is a, a – He's a monster of grappling, uh, but yeah. is he going to be clean? And Sterling is—I don't know, man. Because I mean, we watched we watched Dillashaw fight a while back and get picked apart, and still, you know, his return and still managed to win a decision yeah. after bleeding everywhere and being picked apart. So I don't know. I mean, Sterling's had plenty of time. He seems like he's ready. Um, you know, Sterling seems like he wants to hold on to that title. I mean, he beat Peter Yan. Yeah, legitimately, and, and he, he yep, shut our yep, mouths. Yep. So, and Dillashaw is a tough fight, but without—I hate to say—but without the performance enhancers, is Dillashaw the same Dillashaw we saw? You know, back in the day when he was—you know—his blood was nothing more than freaking motor oil. Motor oil, yeah. You know, it's like, how does your heart even work? I mean, is he, he's put, you know, you show they're showing video, training videos of, of Dillashaw. Oh, look, he's still just as aggressive. That's Yeah, nice. but that's for 30 seconds. Is he going to be like that for five rounds? In yeah. A title fight against somebody who's got a lot of movement. And, and I'm, I'm actually going to lean towards Al Jermaine. I think Al Jermaine has turned a corner, and I think Al Jermaine – is I don't think he wants to lose to Dillashaw, and I think he's been working hard. And I'm, I'm, I'm. If it goes the distance, Sterling could get in trouble mm-hmm. because I don't trust the judges. Sterling needs to get a finish, and that's that's it's sad to say, but Sterling, I think truly think if it's a close fight, I think Sterling loses in decision. I. Because after watching the way the judges have been going with and Dillashaw, well, watching Dillashaw, yeah, watching Dillos, I mean, they did that thirty for thirty, and you, they hyped him as the return of Dillashaw, and 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 he gets his return, and then watching him get picked apart, strikes, and then win. It's like yeah. you're bleeding everywhere. Your head looked like it got caved in. You had a freaking door placed into your forehead, and you still won on decision. So I'm, I'm afraid Sterling doesn't. If it's close, I think Sterling loses the decision. Yeah. I, and I think Sterling, the way Sterling acts, I think Sterling might know that because he's he's. A, I think he's training for a, to beat him. You can so you. I don't like Dillashaw. I, I don't. I, always, I don't. Well, I, my problem with Dillashaw is I thought he was talented, and then you find out how dirty he was yeah. and how he cheated, and then he acts like. He's that, innocent. And, and then yeah. it's like that night, oh, I didn't know I was taking this. Man, there's no way you didn't know you were taking the stuff you're taking and pissed the way you did. Yeah. Repeatedly. He's and always taking pictures back. with his wife and his kids. Trying yeah, to, yeah. and know. then you it's go back and you look at all these victories before they tested for some of this stuff. And you wonder. And it's like, you know, you know. so it's casual fans, I mean, maybe you don't know, but he was on EPO. Yes. And that does a whole lot for you. A lot of EPO. And I mean, this last time when he—I mean—he served a two-year suspension because literally his blood was oil. Well, you know, it was talks about his gas tank, right? It's because he's on EPO. Yeah, EPO increases the amount of red blood cells in in your in your blood, which allows you to carry more oxygen. 
And but like I said, you go back, you start looking at some of these other fights that he won, and it's just like back before they tested for EPO. Yeah. And it's like, man, did he win or was he cheating then too? Because you don't, if you're the top of your food chain, you don't go to EPO. No. No. Wow. Well, you, yeah. You normally don't see guys who are already the champions then start using shit. They've always been using shit. Yeah. They just finally got caught. Yeah. I don't like him, but what I will say about Dillashaw is he is very cognizant of his fighter IQ's good. His his ring IQ is great, but his judges IQ is even yeah, better. That's what I'm saying. Because that's why he knows yeah, what how, needs to look. Yeah, he knows how and to stay first in mind. I'm afraid. With the I'm afraid that if Sterling lets it go to decision, he's going to lose. Yeah, I unless mean, he's like so dominant, you know, in it. But I don't, man. I just don't trust judges because yeah, Dillashaw knows with with a minute to go, he needs to do something. And that's exactly spectacular. What he, that's exactly what he did with Sanhagen. Yeah. He law He you know Sanhagen pieced him up. Pieced him up. But but at the end of every, every round, round, he tried to he get got a takedown take or he got him in the fence minutes, yeah. in some kind of yeah. That's in why some I, kind of yeah. beneficial position. This using using the using the boxing style score just does not work for this sort of stuff. Because yeah. some of these judges, I don't think they even because they tell you the in the beginning of the fight that you know, ten point must rule. We're going to go by this criteria, and then you see these decisions. It's like, okay, so you must have skipped all the criteria, right? Because this, you know, this person had octagon control. They were aggressive. They did all this. Just the other opponent had a couple good strikes, and you give the fight to them. But they are controlled ninety percent of the fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially look at, you know, time of control. Some of these fights I've watched lately where the, it's like, you know, a 15-minute fight and one fighter has 12 minutes of control and they lose. Yep. It's like, uh, okay, how's that happen? You literally controlled your opponent for 12 minutes and you lose by decision. Or it's a, or it's a you win by split decision. It's like, how? Who, who's watching this fight? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, so I just hope Sterling is either so dominant the judges can't mess it up in a decision or he gets a knockout. Because I actually think Sterling, I'd like to see Sterling. I I would like to see Sterling O'Malley. That would be an interesting style fight. Yep. You know? Yeah, that would be a good fight. Uh, I don't want to see Peter Yan again because we've seen that. Yan Yan threw that down knee, and now I'm kind of changing a little bit of how I – how I see how that went because now you, I went back and watched some of that and it's like uh, he did con- he did connect connect Sterling Sterling got in Jan's head and yeah and Jan Jan messed up he lost control and he he threw an illegal knee and you watch it's like well it did make contact it could have rattled it enough to where dude I feel that yeah I, I feel woozy. at this point I cannot continue and you know. And yeah, you know, a couple hours later, yeah, he recovers. But at that moment, if you've never been hit in the head, you don't, you know, yeah. I've been hitting enough to where you start seeing black dots in your eyes constrict and, and you start seeing stars. It's like, yeah, okay, I'm, I don't feel capable of continuing this fight at my level. So yeah, I will, I will apologize. Sterling had every right to say, nope, don't, I, I cannot continue. That was a blatant illegal strike. And then to come back in that second fight and just and dominate. Yeah. And it's like, okay, seeing a different Sterling than I thought I was. Because Ster- I think part of it was Sterling was just that dark horse. And it's just like, you know, he was a dark horse. UFC never really pushed him. He kind of earned his spot, and I, don't, and I really didn't know much about him. And then Jan was like, you know, he just dominated Aldo. He was beating on everybody. And it's like, okay. And then, you know... My bad. Yeah. But I, I'm 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 picking I'm hoping and I'm I'm leaning towards Sterling. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm hoping it's Sterling. I, I think from what we saw from the uh the Sanhagen fight, he yeah. can definitely piece up TJ the way Sanhagen did and but I totally agree that it's and got he, to be a stoppage. And, and Sterling's grappling is is not bad. Either. No, it's not like it's not like if Dillashaw wants to change and wants to wrestle that he's because Jan tried that in that second fight and we saw how it happened with that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sterling's like, oh, you want you want to play on the ground? Let's go. 
And I was like, okay. Yeah. So Sterling's got some. I was not expecting that. Yeah, Sterling's got, well, it's one of those things, again, I don't think we knew enough about Sterling as, as what he was because he he earned his own spot. He didn't get pushed. Mm-hmm. And he's now in it. So looking at what he did with Jan and looking at some of his training, looking back at some of his old fights, dude's got good grappling. So if Dillashaw wants to try and take it to the ground, it might not be good for him. It, yeah, it might not turn out the way he thinks, thinks. that's for sure. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out and lend people and say Sterling. I'm going to go Retains with Sterling his title. Too. Don't know who he'll fight next because, gosh, that top fight, that 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 weight classes. Yeah. Again, we're we're getting to a point to where you got top two or three guys, and then there's a big drop off. You need new blood. Sean O'Malley might be the new blood in that division. And if he if he beats Yawn badly, I could see the UFC with their with their mass saying, "Okay, we're gonna go with this." If TJ if TJ loses, especially if he gets knocked out. I, he's not gonna get a rematch. Yeah, because you got Peter, you got Aljamain Sterling as the belt holder. Yep. You got Peter Yan is number one. TJ's number two. Marab Dishvili is number three. Sanhagen's four, and Cheeto Vera's five. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I forgot Cheeto Vera. Cheeto Vera should actually, honestly, get the next title shot. Yeah. I know he's only five, but dude, that would be that would be a tough fight for Sterling. You know, somebody that we're really not – sorry, go ahead. No, no, go. Well, somebody in the rankings that we're really not talking a whole lot about is Ricky Simone. Well, Ricky Simone don't talk shit. Well, yeah. He just true. shows up, fights his fights, and moves on. Ricky Simone is – yeah, he's, he's made – He's – no, you know. Quietly, quietly made a made – 23, a 20, 23, and 0. He's on a five-fight streak, six wins by knockout. He's got his last fight was against. Well, I think he got he got that big win a couple years ago. Again, you know, uh, quietly started making a name for him because uh, he beat uh, he beat Hafiel Sunsal. He bought he beat Simon Keller. Even before that, go back a couple years. Ray Borg. Uh, he lost against Rob Font. Uriah Faber. Yeah, he beat Uriah Faber. Yeah, that's, that's what right. got Ricky Simone known, is because he beat you know, Faber. That's who I was thinking about. He beat Faber. So, yeah, Ricky Simone. I, do you know what? A Ricky Simone, Cheeto Vera. That'd be a good fight. A good fight. Sean O'Malley, Cheeto Vera. If Sean O'Malley gets past Peter Yawn, would be a good fight. Yeah. But Cheeto Vera is quite – but it just, again, MMA math. Yeah. Who – and it's not just MMA math, it's what fights plus asses and seats. That's what we're looking at. Yep. That fight is boring. We don't want to see it, so we're, we're going to skip that guy, even though he could probably win because he's just he's a boring fighter. Yeah. I mean. You got Sanhagen at four. And yeah. You know, the funny thing about Sanhagen is I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about Peter Yan versus Sean yeah, O'Malley, and you got yeah. AJ versus TJ, and it's like – Sanhagen's, you know, the, the the guy at the dance standing in the corner without a girl. Yeah, I totally forgot that he had a title fight against Peter Young, yeah. lost by decision. Yeah. And I'm like, when is he going to get his? Well, he got his yeah. damn title shot, yeah. but nobody, t- you know, Young kind of dominated him, and yeah. then he lost to TJ. Even though I think he dominated TJ, he pieced TJ up. Yeah, it was on the um, the, the Jan Blahovich versus yeah. Glover Teixeira uh, card. Yep, but he took. I think he took that fight on short notice. Mm-hmm. I think Sanhagen. I thought he took that fight on short notice. Like he wasn't the original fighter. He he stepped in, or they offered him the fight because I think he was somebody else. I th- I'm, I'm trying to trying to you know, again I could be wrong. Could be bro science. It's all bro science. You know how that works. It doesn't say. Oh, well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so then we've got the – where'd it go? Then we got the main card, the, the main, 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 main fight. we got Charlie Olives versus Islam yeah. Makhlchev. And those guys continue to back just – Back and forth. Back and forth. I love Khabib's yeah. shirt. If Sambo was easy, he'd be called jujitsu. Yes, but we, yeah, but again, come on now. I know, but that's a direct yeah. shot at Charles Oliveira. That's, 
that's a direct shot at him. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, we know who you know what it what is that, but you know, this is. I don't, I, dude. I'm not gonna pick. Okay, I don't we know, know how to pick. We know Oliveira is gets hit. We've seen him get knocked down several, and all hit the last his last few fights. He's been knocked down every time. Mm-hmm. But he just finds a way to win off his back. He finds a way to win. His jujitsu is like amazing. But you're talking about a guy who is a monster at grappling. Yeah. So, and so I'm wondering, <clears throat> if I'm the coach of either one, am I saying, hey, we're just going to let it go to the ground? Or is like, man, his jujitsu and his grappling is, 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 is on par with, you know, Islam's. Even though, you know, you, you got, you know, Khabib saying, nah, nah, you know, jujitsu is not the same. You know, it's, it's below us. But you're like, am, are they thinking, you know what? Let's not let it go to the ground. Let's stay on the feet. Let's strike. Because we know Oliveira gets hit. You know he he's not good at, you know, he gets put on his butt by everybody. Mm-hmm. Does Is Makachev like, you know what, let's just strike. Let, let, me, let me strike with him for a while, wear him out, hurt him, then finish it. Because, I mean, we see Khabib. Khabib did the same thing with Connor. Khabib kept it on the feet and struck with Connor. Because Connor's expecting it to go to the mat. And Khabib kept it on the feet until, you know, with the third round and then finished it. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to pick because yeah. I don't know how to pick this one either. There's too many variables. And they're literally, and even even Vegas is basically pick them. It's up for grabs. Yeah. <clears throat> what are the? I think it's plus or minus 100. I think it's literally almost even odds. Let's see what the fight odds has. It was like minus 105, plus 100 or something. Probably changes. Plus one. Right now, based on SportsBot, it's literally within 20 points of each other. It's 160. Up. Uh, Charlie Olives is plus 160. Islam Chev's minus 150. It's, it's, so they're leaning towards Makachev now as the champ, as as winner. Because I've it was I've seen it the other way where it was minus on minus on one hundred and five on Charlie and plus like one ten Makachev so you know bet it, but it's betting I mean that's betting odds yeah so and I think a lot of people are betting Islam because of Khabib will be in the corner but so will Hezbollah Hezbollah will be in the corner okay what's this deal with Hezbollah getting a contract to fight in the UFC I don't know if that's real or not. I don't think the UFC has anybody to fight him. I think it's more of like an honorary thing. Well, yeah, it's, this is true. And I guess you saw they now have the Hasbulla collection at the UFC yeah, store. Yep. So they've got all the... Yep. And he, like I said, he's going to actually be in Islam's corner. He'll be cage side. Dude, they've got walkout gear. They've yeah. got walkout gear for him yeah. on the store. I mean, hey, I mean, he's... He, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I, mean, that. I mean, the little dude is getting after it. Instead of like being a victim of a birth defect, he's like living his best life. You know, like him or not, he's living his best life. I love it. Check the the look. It's the old the old school. Like, oh, that's awesome. Guy. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, it's, you know. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Cough syrup. It's like the old you know cough syrup. You mean whiskey? Yeah. Guy, you know, uber macho, yeah. masculine, masculine man. Bare knuckle boxing stuff. Yeah, that's. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not picking that one either. I I don't yeah. know where to go. Um, there's too there's just too many variables. Yep. You know, do they keep them up? Do they put them down? You know, Sambo yeah. versus Jiu-Jitsu. I I don't know where to go with this. And one. the the ref man, whoever the ref is, I feel sorry for that ref. Because I mean, because you uh, is he gonna make them stand at the bad time? Is he gonna be like, oh well, y'all not moving? Let me you know stand up because that's never a good thing. You know, we used to always complain about um, Herb Dean, but he's really come into his own yeah. as a ref. He's gotten a lot better. I think it either needs to be Dean or Beltran. 
Yeah. I, I, mean, I can't see any of the other ones. Yeah, thankfully, Yamazaki's not there anymore because yeah. he was terrible. He made a lot of mistakes. He made man. a lot of mistakes, but you know, it's again, it's a, it's a, that's a hard. Yeah, you got a job. split second. Sometimes a split second decision to make. Yeah. And people are like you know, Monday morning quarterback, all you want was like, dude, this is not what I saw. I did not see that. Uh, I'm, I'm watch, trying to watch the fight, and I'm trying. He's trying to watch all aspects of it. And if he's in there and the guy looks like he's defending, you know, yeah, okay, I'm going to let it go a little bit longer. Because if they stop it too early, then, oh, my God, that was an early stoppage. It's like they can't win for losing. Yeah, exactly. I think Herb Dean, it's not that he's changed because, I mean, he's always been one of the best. I think he's just, like, telling people it's basically, hey, uh, shut it up. <laughs> yeah. This is, you know, I'm, I'm making a decision on what I'm seeing. You know, this fighter was defending, so I gave it a little longer. That fighter quit defending, so I called it. You know, makes sense to me. You know, it's like I give them the rules in the back. I tell them what I'm expecting to see before the fight, and if they don't, if that's they don't, not what I get. Then yeah, yeah, I tell them ahead of time. This is what I'm going to look for. I'm going to tell you, hey, do something, and if you don't, hey, fight's over. Yep. All right, man. You got anything else on the fights? Nah, like I said, it was you know not being a. a a dick about it but yeah the fights just they just didn't I guess they just didn't push them enough yeah um, but next week yeah yeah and then um, the the next fight night the Cater versus mm. Allen I'm actually yeah. I'm looking forward to that one because Phil Halls is fighting on that mm. one um, so is Andre Orlovsky he's on mm. the undercard the only other thing I gotta say is they uh, the UFC uh, parted ways with Alex Olenek after all these years, yeah. they, they decided to part ways with him. Man. He's one of those legends, man. It's a little little sad, but, you know, he was getting up there. He, he lost. And, I mean, he's just been that steady guy who will fight anybody. Yeah. And, and I mean, it, it's not that they cut him. He They just decided not to yeah, re- extend yeah. his contract. Yeah, his contract ended. His contract was up. And, and it's like, yeah, you're, yeah, we, we, we're good. Yeah. And I mean, he. I think he's reached that point too. That I expect him. It's possible he'll retire soon. But yeah. again, he might go back to Russia. And, you know, just start dominating those guys. I mean, he, yep. he'll, I mean, if he wants to fight, there's there's leagues off he can fight in. Yeah, maybe he'll get in one of those you know Russian yeah. midget phone booth oh nine on nine. Imagine that big dude just getting a hold of you in like a, a small space. Because in where you can't move away from a big space, yeah, where you can't, where you literally can't move away from him, yeah, he's just gonna choke you to death. Yeah, and uh, Khalil Roundtree is fighting in uh, at the next fight yeah. night as well, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. He's an interesting mm-hmm. dude. Yep. Um, so looking forward to that fight. But um, all right, we will be right back after we hear from Matt Warner and his new novel, Mage Tech Duet. We'll be right back. When I started work as a hitman for the psychic underworld, I was cool with it. The world needed washing of that special stain of filth known as other people, and I was the cleaner. Know what I'm saying? And I'm good at my job. Man with the Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt and reverse-engineered alien tech. I'm the meanest mother you ever met. So when my boss told me to cap that recording artist, Eva, I had no problem with that. Send her to hell with my black hole shotgun, if that's what it takes. But then I started having feelings for her. Damn. And then I met her six-year-old boy. And I ain't capping a kid. So it's gonna be me, Samuel Coventry, against the whole mafia. I hear they got fancy crap like tactical time travel devices. Well, so be it. Capping a chump is gravy. Capping a poser? That's gravy on rice. You want to hear more? I'm telling my whole story to author Matthew Warner in a book called Mage Tech Duet. It's available only on Amazon Kindle. More information at MatthewWarner.com. And we're back. Okay, so for Jiu Jitsu Corner today, it's going to be part Jiu Jitsu, part music corner today. So, um, 
if anybody's on socials, uh, you probably saw that Dave Mustaine earned yep. his brown belt yep. in uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, this last week, which you know he has been training for obviously for quite a long time. He's getting it. Uh, he he earned his brown belt from a Gracie Baja gym, so yep. legit Gracie Baja, um, and he's got some some black belts and some high accreditation in other martial arts as well. Yeah. Um, you know, he taught privately um, Taekwondo for a little while, and um, you know, but all in all, you know, Dave Mustaine's you know kind of a badass. So I'm going to bring this up to Jerry. This is the uh, and, and this is a little bit of a, a, a shout out to Kevin Pallister, one of our our purple belt coaches. So the original, you know, the original thrash metal team or pairing was Megadeth versus Metallica. Yep. So, Jerry, Megadeth or Metallica? You know what? I actually made. I actually put Kevin Pallister on the spot with that once, and I was like, "Which would you rather listen to?" And he was like, "Dude, that's messed up." But <sighs> now Kevin believes that the answer to any heavy metal question is "Rust in Peace" by Megadeth. He yeah. thinks that is the ultimate. But he also. Metal album. But also because of how many, how much is out there, he said Metallica is easier. To pick because they have a whole lot more, I guess, albums. Yeah, many more albums. But if I'm if if I'm going pure hardcore thrash metal, it's going to be Megadeth. Yes, I agree. Because because you think about it, Dave Mustaine literally tours with a hodgepodge of guys. I mean, he once more toured with a with a roadie who decided the roadie became the drummer. Yeah, because the other drummer couldn't make it. So he's like, he's like, yeah, I I, I know how to do it. Okay, hear it. Here we go. The, and I was thinking about this the other day, um, back in the 90s, you know, early 90s, when it was, and, and what a lot of people need to remember is that Dave Mustaine was a founding member of Metallica. Yeah. So, you know, there was that, and yeah. then there's the whole thing about, you know, James Hetfield's one daughter's a redhead, but we won't go there. Yeah, um, yeah, oops. <laughs> yeah, oops, just saying. Uh, but, you know, I remember back in the 90s, all the heavy metal thrash bands, they had a they had a mascot, except for Metallica. Metallica was the only one that didn't really have a mascot, right? Because Megadeth has Vic Rattlehead, um, Iron Maiden has Eddie, yeah. Dio had Vinny or whatever the fox-headed thing was. Um, but you know, Megadeth, well, Anthrax actually didn't have one either. But anyway, that was Anthrax. But uh, well, I guess Metallica, everyone thinks about the lightning. For Metallica, so I guess like a lightning bolt. Yeah, you know, that's, yeah. That's, normally, with this, you always see the lightning. Yeah, that's with true. Metallica. The the other interesting thing about Metallica versus Megadeth is, at least from my perspective, Megadeth came out of came out of the the starting gate with their best stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, Kill 'Em All was pretty good. Yeah, that was kind of their first album. Garage Days was amazing. But then you've got Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, and Justice for All. Right? Those are three of the greatest heavy metal albums ever made. Then you had the Black Album, which was, it was okay. Yeah. And we that, talked about it. Yeah, we yeah talked we've about talked it. about that. But that was like the downhill slide, right? Because then you got load, you got loaded, you got or low ad and reload ad. And um, I mean, when they started Garage doing... Inc. Yeah, Garage Inc. And then they started doing like S&M where yeah. it was yeah. uh, Metallica and the Symphony. And you know, James Hetfield decided to sing, yeah. right? So from a, from a heavy metal standpoint, right, they came out of the gate hard and they got some mainstream, you know, popularity. And, you know, they kind of went more yeah, I mean, Metallica a, is, is what people, you know, is like the gateway drug. Yeah. To get people into metal. Yeah, pretty much. With Megadeth... The early albums were good, but they kind of built up, yeah. right? Because you had Peace Sells, But Who's Buying, great album. You had So Far, So Good, So What, great album. That's the one that had Mary Jane on yeah. it, which was kind of a weird, you know, it was like Megadeth's attempt at the heavy metal thrash yeah. ballad. Yeah. And then you've got the quintessential, you've got Rust in Peace, yeah. which is, I think, one of the greatest thrash metal albums ever. And then, like they toured with, they toured on the Monster of Metal uh, tour with 
It was Anthrax, Megadeth, Metallica, and Slayer. That was that's the blow your yeah. face off yeah. tour right there. Okay, well, you put me on the spot with that. I, I went, you know, Cam Pallister. I went with this one too. With the one night was Pantera, Metallica, Pantera. That's what I was like. I'm man. sorry. Pan- Again, I, it's one of those things where Pantera doesn't have anywhere near the albums or the material. But come on, man. If I want to get wound up, I'm it's listening like to Cowboys Pantera. from Hell. Yes, or know. the Great Southern Trend Kill. Or, <clears throat> or just Walk. Yeah. Walk, walk is one of those songs that will get you ready. Fired up. Yeah. And the thing, that I, the thing about the early Metallica albums that I liked was... I always liked the instrumentals that yeah. they did because they were like Orion and Call of Cthulhu. They were all very technical. They were heavy metal, but they were very technical. Yeah. That was kind of one of the fun things about Metallica is they were musically yeah. technical, right? So the, the instrumentals were great, but just as far as just thrash metal goes, it's got to be Megadeth. Yeah. You you can't you know it can't yeah. be anything else. But yeah, Pantera. and it still holds up. I mean, and oh, that, yeah. that made, I think, maybe it's because of the martial arts and like the, the getting away from all the other shit. Dave Mustaine has stayed pretty good. Yeah, we were joking earlier. We were talking about you know uh, Rolling Stones still after all these years, <laughs> they're still getting after it. And you had other. You know, other artists that actually came out after Rolling Stones looking like they're just beyond the grave. And you got Mick Jagger. You got Mick Jagger. Still freaking dancing. Keith Richards, yeah. You know, still making babies. Keith Richards is like, dude, you've looked like you're 90 for the last 30 years and you're still just... Getting after it. Anybody, I'd say anybody who uh, Johnny Depp says... He was my he was my inspiration for Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah. It's like okay, I can see yeah. that. I can see that. But yeah, Pan, I mean, you know, Pantera. You had Dimebag Daryl. You know, one rest of in peace. rest in peace, Dimebag Daryl. You know, one of the one of the best guitarists ever, um, yeah. ever in heavy metal. And I mean, they haven't. Metallica didn't do themselves any favors in the Napster era when Lars Ulrich was running his mouth about that, and they were yeah, I'm selling out stadiums and stuff. Yeah, and and that whole thing, Um, but like Pantera, I think Pantera and Megadeth never had that, never got that mainstream, and they never had the urge to become mainstream. Yeah, they never, they never needed, they never needed MTV and stuff to to play their music all the time. Yeah. They didn't want to be mainstream. Pantera, I mean, come on, man. Half the Pantera videos were just live. Yeah. Were just, just live, live footage, footage of them from their, playing. Yeah, from their, from, uh, from their tours. Yeah, Metallica hired, you know, filmographers. And, you yeah. Know, I remember when one. You know, you know, when you, most of y'all, you know, a lot of you might be too young to remember, but I remember in high school when one, Metallica song one was going to be, an, it, it was a big deal that they were releasing that video. Yeah, and it was like a buffalo running and all this stuff. And well, and then like, they had all the clips from the yeah. from the Johnny Got yeah, His Gun movie yeah, yeah. and all that. And yeah, then and then they um, it was just like this wild thing. And then uh, I knew it was I knew it was over when they did uh, when Metallica when they came out with um, Loaded, which yeah is the one after it's the one after the Black Album, mm, right? I think so. And they did the uh, "Until It Sleeps" video, yeah. where it was all artsy, and they were all, you know, it's kind of, it kind of had the um, Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. feel too, because it was the yeah. faces on the black yeah. background. It was very, you know, very, very artsy. Yeah, it's like, uh, and they all have short hair. That's really strange, because that's when Kurt Hammett came out, yeah. and they they all cut their hair off short, and like Kurt Hammett got all the piercings. It was like he got went and got nine piercings yeah. overnight because like that was the cool thing at that point. And, uh, I mean, Metallica's still great. I still listen to their yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, they're but still, I mostly listen to their older stuff. I listen to their older stuff. Yeah, I can't get into, like I said, I can't get into like Hero of the Day and yeah. you know, meet their music and, soundtrack stuff. And, well, and that's the that's the kind of the cool thing they're doing a lot of soundtrack stuff, yeah. which is you know, good for them. Yeah, but it's, yeah, I mean, there's just no thing. I mean, they they got into music early on and they were anti-establishment, and then they 
found that hey, we like money. Yeah, and, we like and money we, and, and 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 stuff. So hey, we're 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 cool, man. We'll, we'll play the ball. We'll play the game. While some of the other ones, you know, like Megadeth, Pantera, like dude, pay us, don't pay us, we're still going to tour. Yeah, we're not going to kowtow to to get an extra zero on our contract. Yeah, and the cool thing about Mustaine, right, is he's always kind of been an extreme. He's been an extreme sports guy because he and his 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 kids are like in the country. Yeah, which is kind his of, daughter like plays country music. Yeah, and I think his I think his son was like an intern with Dolly Parton. I mean, so I mean, there you go. Well, he drove he drove a drag car. Yeah, yeah. He's got he he yeah. he worked on a drag team. He was uh, he did that song High Speed Dirt yeah. because he's into uh, skydiving. Yeah. He's into martial arts. Yeah, you dude, know. but he's he's put away some of the more life altering drugs. Yeah, and, and now he gets his excitement from life itself and like the the, the you know stuff. He he's living his life, and it's probably what's kept him going. Why he doesn't look as old as you think he should look. He looks good for yeah being as old as. Yeah. He probably is. They have a new album out. Cool. Hmm. The Sick, the Dying, and the Dead. I have to check that one out. Okay, so let's see. We did uh, we did Megadeth versus we did Megadeth versus Metallica. We did Pantera versus uh, Pantera kind of versus yeah. Metallica. Um, how about how about Motorhead versus Metallica? I'll do Motorhead. It's got to be I mean, Motorhead. Come on, man. Come on. Lemmy is Jesus. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I mean, come on. You're going to... I don't care. Lemmy let me, let me wins. Lemmy versus Lemmy pretty much anybody. Lemmy wins. I mean... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going with Lemmy. <laughs> well, and then there's, there's our personal, you know... Uh, cult following of Guar. <laughs> okay. Guar versus uh, Green Jello. Because uh, they got the same kind of thing going. Guar. Guar has a whole Gwar. lot more. Gwar. Yeah. Green Jello only had that one. Yeah, Three Little Pigs. Yeah, had that one album. That one, you know, that was okay. And well, then they had to change from Green Jello to Green Jelly. Jelly because they got sued by. Yeah, by Jello. Jello. But yeah, they were. They only had that one album that was like top notch, and then they just had a couple singles after. But Guar, Guar's got the got the material, and they've got you know. But most people have never heard of Guar because well, they're not suitable for the airwaves. New, they're you know every once in a while you'll find them on like you know Liquid Metal or something. You know, they'll be on there, but they're they're just that band that you know. Yeah, well, when they're they're. So Second, when their second VHS was Phallus in Wonderland, yeah, it kind of yeah the sex executioner and excuse me, I love that album. That that whole Scum Dogs of the Universe album was just brilliant. It was Sadama Gogo. Sadama Gogo was hilarious, but yeah, that the whole the the that first Scum Dogs album was just and the. I remember the first time I ever heard of Guar. I was staying over at my grandparents' house <laughs> for the weekend. Don't tell me your grandma was into it. Hey, no, check this song out. She was watching. She was watching the um, what was the Phil Robin Robertson show? The the Nine Hundred Club or whatever. Oh yeah, that Seven Hundred Club. Yeah, Seven Hundred Club. That's yeah. it. Yeah, the Seven Hundred. It came on like Christian Network and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and so she was watching the Seven Hundred Club, and mm-hmm. he was talking about like music that's not good for your kids yeah. and I'm like and they started playing um, they started playing some guar music and had a <laughs> guar video I was like I'm gonna take notes so like get guar and then they had some other you know some other stuff that I was like cool um, yeah. I'm gonna go pick that up and like yeah, the next weekend we I went shot. and bought guar me mine mine was a little different mine was uh, because of uh, you went to see him down in the yeah because of my uncle yeah down my with uncle, your in yeah. the warehouse district yeah my Richmond, uncle right? my uncle went to school briefly with him in college and uh, they're at VCU yeah they were yeah the whole art department kind of thing and yep. I think it was one of those things where hey guess you know guys we're playing this weekend and you you know we're gonna do this and this and and so we went up you know he went to see him a few times and then I you know they took me up to see him and it was like wow blown away. <laughs> 
head explode. Mm-hmm. That was... Uh, Especially with, you know, 15, 16-year-old kid. That was like... I'm not even sure how I got into the concert. <laughs> Probably well, wasn't supposed to, but hey, back in those days... They didn't you know, care. Yeah. As, as long as you weren't trying to buy beer, yeah. they didn't care. Like, that's... They used to let me in tracks as long as I didn't try to buy beer. That's why you wear a long coat and you just take in a flask or exactly. E&J's brandy bottle. It's really <laughs> nice in the pocket. Get you a pocket. Yeah. Virginia Bowman. You know, those I, little flat plastic bottles that won't break. Pockets. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, for anybody who doesn't the know, like, the, little, the little tiny bottle, the, not the airline bottles, but like the, the small little, little little flat yeah, bottles. Little pint bottles. And they seem oddly curved yeah, yeah. on one side. Fit They're perfect. called pockets because yeah. they fit perfectly in your pocket. And they were plastic. And they don't break. So you, you can, you, yeah, you don't have to worry about them falling out your pocket and busting and getting yourself in trouble. They are literally made for, for sneaking. Yeah. They're pretty well made for sneaking. But we're just saying. I'm not saying just saying. Yeah, we've never done that. Yeah, but we, we, wouldn't, just, we wouldn't know about juvenile delinquents. No. Just like my wife posted a no thing clue. the other day about, you know, uh, golden schlagen. It's like, oh my God, I remember this being so drunk that I was trying to pull the gold flakes out of cinnamon whiskey and melt it down to make a necklace out of. Then there was the evil twin aftershock that was like, I think, partially embalming fluid. Uh, that was that was some fun times. That was some fun times. Being that juvenile delinquent. And yes, I am waxing poetic because Scott had to step away for a second in emergency. And we are still live. Uh, but yeah, any of y'all... If, any of our listeners, you know, go look up War. Find them on YouTube. They're a really, really interesting band. Uh, they are not suitable for work because a lot of their music is very, very much uncensored. And they will get uh, get you fired more than likely uh, with the, some of the stuff they say. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if any of y'all don't have an opinion on Megadeth, Metallica, Pantera, go listen to them. Because, again... Megadeth is awesome, but and and Pantera, Pantera is that band that if you really want like a walkout song, if you're entering the ring or the octagon or going, you know, trying to get some music to hype you up, Pantera's "Walk" is probably one of them. And Cowboys from Hell is an, is another really good one. Probably two of my favorite like hype up music. If I'm you know if I'm like working and I need that little bit of. Uh, extra push at the end I always put them at the end of my playlist you know especially if I'm running because they get my heart rate back up and get you know get me get me through that last little bit and hey if any of y'all want to like give us you know give us an idea of you know who you want us to talk about or shoot us you know hey this is my favorite band do it we'll listen to it yeah we'd love to hear that and he's back and I'm back alright so we will be back after we hear from our sponsor uh here in just a minute. Hey, Rolling Rocks fam. Sorry about the hasty exit from this episode, but I had a little personal issue come up between breaks. So uh, appreciate y'all's patience. We will be back next week with another show. Until then, for Jerry Armitrout, I'm Scott Barker. We're out. The music for tonight's episode was But I Am Shafts of Light by Mayeth from their album Wailing Village. <laughs>